Welcome back to Cyber Prophets, the podcast made for you and only for you, where we prophesize the future of technology. This week, we have a special person, someone that, well, we met long time ago. He is an expert in something related about electricity and power. You might know something about this, but honestly, it's something that not many people know very well. It's and he will tell us a little bit about his research and some areas of expertise related to the smart grids. As every time, I have a co-host. His name is Edgar. Hello, everyone. It's nice to see you again. And today we're uh, with a very good old friend. And it's very nice to see uh, an old face, an old friend, and who is doing very well, actually, in the academical world. And he will share his knowledge with us. And maybe, Francisco, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? How did you get involved in the research and why did you decide to go into this area? Okay. First of all, thank you for the invitation. It's good to see you both. Um, it, it has passed a long time, but it's nice to see you. And well, uh, talking about me, so as both said, I'm working right now in power system which is the electrical power grid. So I did my bachelor's in, in electrical engineering in El Salvador. And after that, I began to work in, in I worked for the electrical industry in, in El Salvador. So in, in working for the electrical industry, uh, this like wake up the passion for the power grids. And that's why I decided to uh, to make a master's in power systems, I did it in the UNAM. And when I when I was at UNAM, I got involved in research, in research topics. Uh, we we published some journal papers with my my advisor, and I went to some conference, and that's how I got in in love about research about power system. And that's why right now I'm here at Knoxville in Tennessee at US. And I'm doing my PhD. Uh, I already finished my first semester. Right now, I'm doing uh, just research uh, with my advisor. And well, I'm here. <laughs> just for the, our audience to know, we have known each other for about 17 years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, Francisco, it's very interesting to see that you decided to go this way and to actually take one of the highest challenges in academia, which is like to get a PhD. And it, it intrigues me because, for instance, I know Federico, he has had this goal in his mind for a long time. And he is always like, I will, I will do a PhD, I will do it, and I will do it. And, and it's still like working towards a school. However, uh, did you also have this in mind like for a long time that you really wanted to get a PhD? No, to be honest, I remember that when I I went to the to Mexico and when I was on my master's, I, I always say I never gonna do a PhD. I'm never gonna <laughs> <laughs> be a doctor. Yeah. I I say that for for a long time, but uh, being honest, uh I worked for the industry, for the electrical industry in El Salvador for five years. Yes. Uh, because de then after I finished my master, I come back to El Salvador and, and work another year for another electrical company. I and see. it was exciting, but 
the thing is that the work becomes like repetitive and I'm always, uh, I realize that I, I am a person that I like to continue learning new stuff and I I feel very, very good doing research. And that's why I, I say, well, maybe the PhD is for me, maybe the research path is for me. And that's why I'm here because to be very honest, I like a lot what I'm doing and I like to get no new things, right? Yeah. And maybe for our audience, you could give some tips and tricks. How did you get your PhD? Because something that I would say is relatively challenging. I speak based on my experience. I still don't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you need to work hard because I start to work for the, the PhD like in 2018. I I needed to prepare for the, the, the test that they asked you, the TOEFL, the GRE. And oh, you yes. need to you need to apply to several universities. You need to apply to several universities. You need to uh, do research about the professor uh, that you would like to work, and also the the research centers that you would like to assist. Right. So it's a lot of work that you have to to do. And also, if you are rejected, because I was rejected for some in for some universities, but. You need to continue working towards that because if yeah. you continue working, you you will have it. I, I think for my experience, uh, I didn't have it at the first time, but uh, I have it right now. Nice, nice. Well done, Francisco. We are like very glad that you actually uh, were able to get it. And can you please tell us a little bit more about your research. What is the focus? What are the objectives? What are you trying to achieve with your research? Okay, so I focus on the analysis of the electrical power grid. Yes. So the electrical power grid has some certain problems, especially now that there's an increase of renewable energies that they are like variable renewable energies and the dynamics that they the natural dynamics or the physics dynamics that they provide to the to the grid, uh, in some cases, can affect the stability of the, the power the power grid. That means that it can we, we can have collapse of of the all the grid blackouts because of this. So mm. uh, we are working. I'm working with uh, with my advisor and how to improve or enhance the stability of the power grid using these renewable energies. So it's like uh, to use these things that are affecting the grid to uh, improve the the grid stability, right? That's like um, our main goal. And maybe this house, this was the way that you got involved in the smart grids or this new technology. But maybe you could tell us a little bit about this topic about the smart grids because, well, maybe in simple words, because even for me, it's a little bit tricky, this topic. Yeah, yeah. So the smart grids, we will say like it's like the an upgrade of the conventional grid. So mm-hmm. the, the 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 more important aspects in the smart grid is that the the power grid now it's gonna be more controllable. It's mm-hmm. gonna have more. It's gonna be an autonomous grid, a self-healing grid. Uh, it's gonna have more uh, uh, telecommun the telecommunication systems are gonna be better. And also, we'll have more participation of the consumers. We are the consumers, right? And yes. these are something, some aspects that the 
we will have. It will take all the new technology that is appearing to improve how the uh, energy is transmitted from the generation to the, the users. So uh, I would like to emphasize on some details that you just mentioned right now, because uh, they are not so clear for me. What kind of participation are we going to have from the consumers? Okay, okay, that's a good question. So uh, we could say that traditionally the conventional power grid is like an unidirectional uh, yes. way to, to, to transport the energy because the energy is generated in a power plant and it's consumed by, by us, the consumers. But with the, with, the, with the smart grid, with this new technology, the consumers, we're gonna have solar panels in our houses, maybe oh. a small wind turbines, and we're gonna be able to inject energy to the, to the power grid. So these make us, uh, uh, make us participants in the production of energy. So this is one of the things that the smart grids have. I see, that's a really interesting concept. And also taking a second characteristic that you mentioned, you mentioned that the, the smart grids are now going to be autonomous. What do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean that imagine that you have a short circuit in, in the grid. Okay. That, that a tree fall into the lines and it was a short circuit. The idea is that right now the grid, the protections are going to be autonomous. There are already autonomous protection, but, but uh, the grid is going to be able to re re restructurate the grid and also the generation and demand in order to uh, uh, make possible the continuation of the of the energy mm. going through, through our houses, right? Yeah, that will be. And I'm wondering the part that you mentioned about the shutdowns and this section that the blackouts are the most controversial, in, in my opinion, because it's like if you have a black blackout, especially in the corona times that we're working from home, it's not something very pleasant. How do you think that, let's say, inside of this the new development is going to allow? Because you mentioned that before we might redirect the electricity, but it's because I'm thinking like, are you going to get the electricity from a different section or how you're going to connect it? Because sometimes you have only one line that goes to certain areas. Yeah, it, it will be like the grid, it will have to be more mesh. But uh, yeah, in that case, in those cases where we, we, we say that the, it has just one connection, one light connection, we cannot do anything, anything else, right? At least not right now, but that, that will happen. Yeah, definitely. So uh, it has been very interesting to hear about these smart grids. And I would like to ask you, Francisco, if you could now kind of summarize what are the benefits of the smart grids and if you can think of even more benefits that we haven't mentioned, then you, you can add them right now. Yeah. One of the most important will be the controllability of all the 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 things that the elements that are in the power grid. Mm -hmm. This will get easier the 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 operation of the power grid from control center. Also, as I said before, the participation of the consumers. This will uh, this will make possible that the 
the cost of the energy will be reduced. Also, the, the CO2 emission will gonna be reduced because the idea is that we're gonna have more, an increment of renewable energy resources. Mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, the, the data that we're gonna have maybe will be used to provide new, new, new features and things for the users. I, the, the, maybe the, 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 utilities are, the utilities are gonna be able to identify how we use our energy. That could be tricky because we could say that could be negative. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. But also it could be good in order to make more efficient the way that we use our energy, right? That are some of the, the aspects. Um, yeah, maybe that, that are the most important things. So that, that's it. That's a very interesting and maybe a bit controversial kind of topic because if you're talking about that we could we could be able to potentially identify how people, how every household is using their energy and probably assign it to the appliances that they have at home, we could incur in privacy violations. Yeah. And at, at least here in Europe, we have a, a law, which is the General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, which actually states that uh, these kind of things have to be, like, they have to be very strict, strict and they are highly regulated. Do you think that we will need something like laws or new regulations in order to implement these kind of ideas, like the one you just mentioned? Yeah, definitely it will be necessary to implement more regulations because uh, our, our, right now there are no regulations about a lot of things that involve the smart grids. I think oh. this is one of the most important, but other thing that is one of the most important is that uh, the if we, we have a solar panel in our houses, mm-hmm. right now, I, I don't know if in, in the, all the world, but many countries right now, what they are doing is that, yeah, your consumption is being reduced. But there are times in which you are injecting energy to the grid, but the, the, your bill doesn't doesn't reflect like a, a positive uh, injection to the grid. So this needs to be reduced because at the end we are like the, the people that have solar panels in, in their houses. Maybe they are producing energy that is reducing the cost of the utilities, but no, it's mm-hmm. not reducing or the cost of the the bill that is that we are getting right so there are a lot of aspects that need to be re- regulated also mm-hmm. from my uh, point of view or from my research the stability of the grid is being decreased because the, the amount of uh, uh, renewable energy resources but uh, since the the increment of um, more power plants up with solar panels with wind turbines is like a topic like a political topic it's not like a yeah. technical topic so mm-hmm. these need to be regulated because there's going to be a time that the, the technical aspects are going to be, are going to damage the, the stability or entire, the entire grid. Mm. And based on what you said, it came a question to me. What is the negative part that a user is introducing electricity from their side to the grid? Like, for example, like, let's suppose that I had a solar panel, I produce extra electricity, I add it to the grid. What is the negative part in general in the current grids? No, from from a point of view of 
there could be a, a negative part because all the the distribution system, the the the, the system that is giving us the electricity the, directly to us, have some protections. This can be affected, but it's not like a big problem. To be honest, the 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 if we are producing energy and injecting to the power grid, we are not producing a problem to the grid. Maybe we are we are helping the grid. But the mm. problem is that this is not regulated yet. This has to be regulated yeah. in a certain form. That will be the problem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And still talking about like kind of regulations. Maybe you know, Francisco, that for instance, in countries such as ours in El Salvador, electricity theft is quite common. Like you just come and take a wire from the post and you have electricity. Amazing. So can smart grids allow us to rapidly identify such cases or maybe even to prevent them? Yeah, that definitely it's going to happen because uh, the distribution companies right now are um, using new technology, the smart meters. These smart meters are, are able to, to identify this type of, of thief, of energy thief, right? Because uh, what's the main difference? Because uh, I don't know if you remember, you remember, but in our houses back in El Salvador, mm -hmm. uh, at least one time per month, a guy passed in front of our houses and see the the, the measure in yes. the in the measuring equipment back, right? But uh, this equipment is an electromechanical equipment that uh, easily can be uh, modified, right? The the measure. But with these smart meters, this is not gonna be possible because this all these with have uh, the information that have these smart meters will be uh, right away in the in the distribution company uh, with telecommunication. The data that they will have is we is not necessary. Oh. A guy that passes in front of our houses to see what's the matter, right? This will help. Mm. And I'm wondering, like. How do you think that the smart grids are going to help us reduce the cost in our houses? Because you gave us some hints about that we can use the solar panels, but like, but what if you don't have one? Or what if you don't have any renewable sources in your house because you live in a flat? How can the, how <laughs> yeah. can the flats can benefit or reduce their cost? Okay. Yeah, but for the, from the perspective, one of the main things is that the all the grid will have more renewable energy generation, not only our houses, right? So if we increase the renewable energy generation in all the grid, the cost, the cost of the energy is gonna be reduced. And that's how the smart grid, because this is one of the features of the smart grid, it's mm -hmm. gonna reduce the, the, the cost of the, of the energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have spoken about the main benefits and now i would like to see the two phases of the coin so we have spoken about the benefits and now let's talk about the disadvantages are there any disadvantages of the introduction of smart grids yeah of some features of the smart grids yeah there are some disadvantages i will say that the the, the most uh, bigger disadvantages is with the increase of renewable energies that cannot be re regulated, but I'm not talking about regulated 
political. I'm talking about technical regulation. Okay. Uh, how can I, I explain you this? Oh, so or, or power grid is an AC pro power grid, uh, uh, alternate current power grid. So mm-hmm. it, it, it uses a lot of synchronous machines that they ha- they provide the frequency to the grid. If we measure, I don't know if you remember that. If we measure in in, in the in the in the place where we connect the things, if we measure, it's gonna give us a frequency, right? Yes. So that, that frequency is provided by the electric by these synchronous machines. But the thing that happened with renewable energy, like uh, solar panels and wind turbines, is that they don't use this type of uh, of technology. They don't use synchronous generators. They cannot provide uh, something that is called inertia to the to the grid. Mm-hmm. So if we reduce the, the inertia to to in the grid, we're gonna be more sensible to uh, power outages. For example, short circuits, uh, suddenly changes of of the load, suddenly changes in the generation. So this will be lead us to blackouts or partial blackouts, and this wow. is one of the main disadvantages because maybe it's not gonna happen every day, but we, it happens with only one time that happens, that's going to be millions of, of dollars, euros that are going to be lost, right? So this is one of the main disadvantages of the the penetration of renewable energies, in the, the, which is correlated with the smart grids. And I'm wondering about a second topic that, let's say, it became very controversial, especially in our times, is do you think that the smart grids can affect the human life related to the new emissions because the smart grids for sure they should have any wi-fi 5g or anything that is controlling those things and as i said before in europe there were not in europe in many places people were really scared about 5g because the 5g will control our minds or even other craziest things so do you think that the signals produced or that they're going to be used to control the smart grids can create any negative effect in our human lives? I, I, I To be honest, I, I'm not sure because that is a topic like more in telecommunication aspect. I, I'm not sure, but one thing that could affect is that if we have more, not emission, but if we have more technology that is controlled via telecommunication, it, it will increase the so the, the cybersecurity that we're gonna have in the power grid is gonna be like an like a target for a person or people that can damage the grid. If you affect the grid, uh, you can. If you cause a blackout, you can cause a blackout, and your the, the hospital are, gonna, are not gonna have energy, oh. or uh, uh, special places are not gonna have energy. What this will pro- uh, happen? What this will make that people are gonna die? Maybe I don't know, but this this is one of the the also other topic that can be affect this thing with the smart grid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it's quite a delicate topic, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for all the cybersecurity professionals to actually like use their knowledge when they introduce these kind of technologies as well. Yeah, this is a, a, a this is a growing uh, subject in in power systems, the cybersecurity. 
there are a lot of task forces in around the world working uh, towards increase the security of the power grid because we have a lot of uh, new measurement uh, equipment uh, more intelligence we'll say but this could be also like a threat to the to the grid so this is a, a very growing topic in power systems yeah this is something to watch out for i think that cybersecurity is now a very pervasive topic is basically everywhere, whatever you yeah. see. And now, Francisco, I would like to discuss with you about the state of art, like the current situation of the smart grids in the world. So do you know if there is already any city, region, country where smart grids have already been successfully implemented? Yeah, I think that the smart grids, the topic is at least how I see it's like a philosophical way to see the new grid. Okay. So, yeah, we have our conventional grids, right? The smart grid has the features that, or tell us the features that the future grid will have. So right now, I will say that a lot of countries have implemented a lot of aspects in or futures of, of these smart grids. A lot of them have a, a lot of renewable energy, uh, generation, uh, uh, HBDC links that are uh, DC current transmission lines, uh, a lot of measurement, uh, smart measurement. But I will say that it's not a country or a city that has already implemented or can be called like a smart city, a smart grid. And I will say that neither in 10 years we're going to have, we're going to be able to say, Right now, this is the smart grid. No, we're going to say that we have the grid that right now has the features of a smart grid. And maybe some politician is going to say our grid is like a smart grid, right? But I will say that the, the engineers, the, the people that do research will say that uh, we have some of the features uh, of the smart grid, but it's not like, the, like we're going to be able to change all the conventional grid because the yeah. grid in, in the grid is a, a big system. It's a we'll say it's like a big machine that cannot be changed. Mm -hmm. uh, cannot be changed so easily. So let's say that it's like a partial implementation. That yeah, I, I will say that is partial. You're introducing like one feature at a time, and after you finish it, then you probably introduce another one, and so on and so on. Yeah, but it's not so simple because when you introduce a, uh, some feature, this maybe will uh, produce some other problems yes. and you will need to solve these other problems. And uh, it's like that, right? So uh, it's very hard to say that there, there's a path to uh, to be in the smart grid. But as you say, we'll, we'll be changing some features and then we'll be solving the, the problems that will be appearing. And in your experience working in the industry, what would be, for example, like the basic steps for, let's say, the places that they have nothing implemented about the smart grids? I, I believe that there are no places like that. But let's suppose one case, what would be the minimum steps that they should follow, like in your opinion? Yeah, I think that one of the most important things is the, the measurements that they have. It, it, they need smart measurements. There's something called in transmission system PMUs, synchrofacial measure, mm -hmm. synchrofacial measurement units. 
these yeah. these equipment what they do is that they measure this the value that they measure is synchronized with the value of the all measurements in all the grids via a gps so this is one of the most important aspects because you're going to have like the picture in real time of how is behaving the, the the power grid not all the countries have have done this uh, we can say in in central america that is where we live el salvador has already implemented this and this is one of the first steps nice. uh, because it, it will also tell us how the new technology of renewable energies are going to behave so i would say first the the smart the smart measurements then the renewable energy resources then other topics that are called uh, flexible asset transmission systems facts that will help to imp improve the uh, the stability of the system and so on but i i wouldn't say that there's not a path but the first thing that i will do is will be to implement these smart measurements nice it sounds like a very complicated process but at the same time a very structured one and yeah. i i would like to ask you francisco so the development of these smart grids and the introduction of new futures seems to be something that is already in place it's already happening in some countries yeah. is this something that is done let's say like behind the scenes or is it like a publicly communicated to the population that the companies are introducing these features and probably the public has some perception about the about the use of the smart grids and about these new uh this new this new smart grids so just to make it more concrete i would like to ask you first of all is it something happening behind the scenes is it something that is clearly communicated with the end consumer the introduction of the features and if it is something that it is communicated what is the perception the perception of the public about smart grids yeah i think that is is been done behind the scene because not all the uh -huh. people is, is not know about this mm -hmm. most of the people what know is that we are introducing renewable energies and we are decreasing the co2 emissions but this yes. is just one of the features of the smart grid. So yeah, I will say that this is done behind the scene. Uh, I don't know if this is good, but I also I will I don't know if the the, the utilities community does communicate those changes, the people will understand what is happening. I think these features will be appearing time to time. Mm -hmm. And the 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 people will be reacting about those appearance, right? But Yes. The, the the perception I I will say at least for renewable energies is positive. Smart yeah. meters in some countries is also is also positive because it, it, as you say you reduce the the thief problems. Also you will have you you really your bill is gonna say is gonna say what you really spend in energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have a, a more uh, reliable bill. Uh, these features, mm -hmm. I think, the people has accept them well, but the concept of a smart grid, I think, people is not aware about that. And I'm not sure if in the future, maybe with these things like the cybersecurity of companies knowing how we use our energy, I don't know if people are gonna be 
uh, happy with this, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's tough to 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 say if it's gonna be happy, right? But yeah, the, this is happening behind the scene, and I I will say the perception, at least for the features that right now ha- have been implemented, is is good. And how fast do you think that, let's say, will be this transition that you are seeing? Because I would say it will vary drastically from country to country. Yeah. Like, for example, in your perception, let's say right now that you're located in the United States, how fast do you think it can happen? And next, how do you think it can happen in countries that are near the equator where we have, let's say, 24-7, well, all days, of the year you have the sun and to have solar panels working. Yeah, so I would say countries like the US or maybe in Europe, they have implemented a lot of the features. And how fast they are gonna improve? I think that they have many of the features that the smart grid uses, right? But that they are having or they are finding other problems related with these new features that they are, they are putting. So right now they are solving these other problems in order to continue adding some stuff because maybe in the, I have heard a lot of here in the US and Europe, their uh, electrical vehicle is one of the key aspects also of the smart grid. Mm-hmm. It's, it, has been, it has been implemented in, in both parts. Also uh, battery energy storage that we save the energy in some batteries. It has been implemented. All these features has been implemented, but I, but I think that the main thing that is happening right now is how they behave, the real behavior of all the things together. So countries like the US and many of the countries of Europe mm-hmm. ha- are working on that, on how to control the behavior that the new features of the power grid is having. And uh, for countries like, uh, or country like in El Salvador, I will say that this is, uh, this is very difficult what is happening in our countries because uh, one thing that I, I have seen is that we don't have experts in these topics. And maybe if, mm-hmm. and we ha- if we have the experts, we don't hear that those experts. Why? Because there's like a cultural, like a cultural aspect. Uh, to, to give you a, an example, I was in Mexico and I went to the control through the control center, like, like that is like the head of the how the power grid behaves, and to work in the con- in the control center, you at least have to have a, a master's in power system. I'm not saying that you don't require the master, right? But th- this knowledge tells you about some aspects or some things that you need to know in order to provide some some solutions, right? But if you go to El Salvador. In in uh, in our control center, there's no there's no neither one person that has at least a, a master in power systems. Oh, oh. and we, when you are uh, when you are talking about these new these new challenges with the smart grids, they they and they doesn't know how to take these challenges, right? They they think that they have to uh, they need to hire some consultant people from other countries to tell us how to solve this problem. So this is affecting how the smart grid is 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 being implemented because first the the times 
this time to 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 hire a, a consultant has a period then the consultancy that has to be done and the implementation of these things that has to be implemented is 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 incrementing the time right to increment the to to add these new features to the the power grid and also the political aspect that uh, most of the things that ha that happen in our countries has to be with decision that the political do right no so is is in our countries i think is a more complex Mm -hmm. a topic but not about the technology is a more about cultural topic yeah mm -hmm. and just following up with this do you think that since it is a cultural topic do you think that there is a way that we can combat this or like what is needed in order to to change this as you were saying probably we don't have enough professionals And if we do, like, we don't hear about it. So I, I don't know, maybe we need to work on education or maybe we need a higher budget or what do you think that it could help us to break this barrier? I think both, both what you mentioned, uh, education, I think gives you the tools to, to solve these problems and more budget. Uh, something very interesting that I saw was that I went to the control center to Ecuador in yeah. 2016 mm -hmm. uh, and they have a, a, an area of research uh, a, a research area so they are maybe not all the all the control center has this knowledge and, and things right but they hire an area of uh, some experts and they they give like the feedback to the other areas And these, they, they already implement some things that are very, some features of the smart grids that are very impressive mm -hmm. to see in Latin America, right? Yes. So maybe this could help uh, uh, countries like us that we uh, invest money, increase the budget to invest in research and to, to improve the development of new technologies inside of or grid or, or power grid. And thinking about that, I can give a small example that in Spain, we have in our, let's say electricity bill, we have a specific tax that is dedicated for research and it's only for the renewable energies. Mm -hmm. That this tax is only for that and companies cannot take it for something else. There is a research department. I, I met someone who is working there. And he explained me this part that there is this specific tax dedicated to renewable energies. But I'm thinking about the question that you mentioned before. But when you mean a cultural change, I think it's something more that we need to do. How do you think will you manage the cultural change? Because you could get a master's degree or a PhD, but that doesn't mean that you are more open to the ideas. You can have yeah. two master's degree and it's still the same. You can even be more close-minded if you have a lot of degrees instead yeah. of being more open. Yeah. I, it's difficult to say. <clears throat> Talking with a friend, he told me that it has to be like uh, the change of the the heads of the companies, the electrical companies in our countries, mm -hmm. because they are professionals that they have a lot of experience, many, many years of experience, but they don't approve those changes. 
or at least, as you say, I, I say before, is something cultural because I think that in our country we have people that is well prepared, that have a lot of knowledge, but we don't hear them because they are mm. young. the The ideas that they are proposing are something that that seems to be weird. I don't know, but it's something cultural. I don't know if with the pass of the years is gonna change. Yeah, but it's true. I think one of the things uh, I'm, I think one of the things that has to be changed is the leadership in those companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how to do that is very difficult to say. I, I don't know. That's more yeah. political and social mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems that there's still a lot of work that we need to do in our countries, but that is why we are striving always to learn. And we're very glad to also have the opportunity to study abroad, like the three of us. And now, Francisco, it is time to prophesize the future. And this is what we are specializing in here in Cyber Prophets. So I would like to hear your opinion. How do you see the future of smart grids in the next 10 years? Yeah, so... I think the, the the smart grid that we're going to have a more controllable grid uh, with less failures or, or or consumption of energy is going to increase. That will happen because we're going to have a lot of more technology. The consumption is going to increase. But mm-hmm. I think that we're going to have we're going to be able to control of of these aspects. Uh, a lot of these features that we that we have mentioned are going to be implemented. The the consumers will all the consumers are gonna be able to inject energy to the power grid. This will save our, our bills, and yeah, I think that the the power grid is changing, not so fast, but it's changing, and we'll have a lot of these features in ten years. But I also will say that. Uh, In 10 years, we're going to have uh, other challenges that we right now we don't know because mm-hmm. we, ha- we haven't implemented all these features. One thing that for sure I know is that every time that we implement one of these features, the dynamic of the system is changing. And this, we, this needs to be a study again in order to, pro- to propose new, new ways to solve this problem, right? Thank you very much, Francisco, for sharing those amazing thoughts. And- Let us discover more about the future of smart grids and how even renewable sources are behind the scenes. Any final thoughts that you would like to add? About, I will say that smart grids is, as I said before, and as I say several times here in the in our talk, is like a philosophical way of thinking in the new electrical power grid. Yes. Uh, It's not like on a car that we we have an old car and we're going to change it for the future car. No, that wouldn't happen because we cannot disconnect all the conventional grid and connect a new a new grid. But it's like a transition. And maybe in 10 years, we're going to have new a lot of new features. But we're also going to have many of the old features that we're, we have had in the whole century before of this, right? But it's like a transition. And... The power grid is going to be there always, and we will have to work with the new things that will be appearing. 
Thank you very much for those folks. And hopefully we will see you in a new episode where you will have new knowledge in a couple of years that will help us to prophesize new ideas because as you said, the things are changing. Mm -hmm. And until the next time, see you. Bye-bye. See you. Thank you, guys. Bye.